You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We turn the page on week six, and we look forward to week seven, Tony. But we're also, you know, we're going to be two sport athletes for a little while. We're going to also give out your NBA tip-off night DFS lineup. we got two big games, and it looks like the teams that may be playing in the conference finals as well, huh, Tom? I'll tell you what, it's beautiful if you're a daily fantasy player on a day like today. You have the Astros and the Yankees and then the Dodgers and the Cubs. Then you have the Cavaliers and the Celtics. And then you have Golden State and Houston. And then, uh, you know, you prepare for fantasy DFS football. So what the hell's better than this time of year for DFS players? Uh, they got it all going on all at once. Absolutely. You sound like the Harbors right there, Tony. Who's better than us? Nobody. The Yankees and the Astros are currently tied at zero in the third inning. The game's going to be tipping off. And we also, we may get news on Ezekiel Elliott. We're hearing that there could be a ruling announced or uh, some kind of update. If that happens, we will certainly bring it to you. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you about uh, that Monday night football game last night as well because we talked about the Monday Thursday slate and uh, uh, there's some Derrick Henry owners that are probably very happy about that very last run uh, for the second time this year, a meaningless touchdown affecting uh, affecting the cover, huh? Oh, absolutely. Uh, a little crazy there, uh, what happened there from that, uh, that standpoint. And uh, Derrick Henry put up a 74-yard touchdown in uh, garbage time. But here's the one thing that's tough, and it's been tough all year for fantasy owners. We can't get these coaches in a rhythm to stick to a rotation. We looked last week. DeMarco Murray was getting more touches and then Derrick Henry. At the end of this game here, Derrick Henry, 19 touches. DeMarco Murray, 12. Yeah, absolutely. And, Tony, two things. One, it looked like they were trying to work on uh, DeMarco Murray's hamstring at different points during the game. You know he has a little bit of a history with that. So I think Murray could be interesting in season-long moving forward. And here's the other thing, Tony. I gave people out. You know, on Monday night, sometimes those players who play on Monday night are still free agents. You can still pick them up, use the last guy on your roster. I was telling people that both Marlon Mack and Derrick Henry are viable for that. Henry was only owned in 60% of leagues. Now you may have an asset. I think he could be strong moving forward because Henry, uh, DeMarco Murray is not always healthy. You know what's funny about the whole thing with Marlon Mack? I said on the show last night I was so uncomfortable with Marlon Mack because I've, I've been down this road a million times. Fantasy people hype up these guys so much, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the new shiny toy, right? He's yep. going to be in the offense. He's going to get excited. And then two touches. Yeah, he really didn't do much. I was just talking about, you know, you always can have that speculative chip when you go into Monday night. I will say this, though, Tony. Jacoby Brissett impressed me. I'm now of the mindset that if the Colts fall out of this, there's no reason to rush Andrew Luck back. Jacoby Brissett looked decent. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. We're also going to be talking about the quarterbacks for Week 7 as we move on. It is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking quarterbacks. Quarterbacks for week seven when we come back. Stay on with us.
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Tony, you shouldn't go chasing waterfalls and you shouldn't go chasing the hype on Marlon Mack. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And Tony, I want to get your opinion on something I mentioned right before we went to break. I got to tell you this. Jacoby Brissett looks like a, you know, he's not great, but he looks like between the 25th and 35th best quarterback on the planet. And I got to ask you this. If the Colts, who are now 2-4, and four, let's say they lose at Jack- uh, to Jacksonville next week, go to 2-5, and five, then they're at Cincinnati, at Houston, right? Let's say these things start not going well. The first I've heard Andrew Luck might come back is like maybe week nine, right? But what if the Colts are two and six at that point and they have someone serviceable? Why not just shut him down the way they should have probably two and a half years ago, Tone? You know, it's a great question, right? Because you shut him down because you try to avoid injury. But when you think about it, right, then you have a quarterback also that's played no football in a year and a half. So do we put him in the last couple of games just to get him some repetitions and get him ready, see where he's at? Not behind that offensive line, Tone. At a quarterback. Well, that quarter, that, that, that offensive line is always going to be a problem. It's been a problem for three years. The guy hasn't fixed it. So it, it's going to be a problem. And Jacoby Brissett is interesting to me because I, I think I agree with you. The thing he lacks consistency, and it's repetitions. It's just playing more games, mm-hmm. and he's going to get better as a quarterback. The New England Patriots obviously liked him. They drafted the guy in the third round, and they didn't let him go for nothing. Philip Dorsett was a first-round right. pick that they got for him, and he's a guy with some speed, and he's a guy that's actually got some some playing time there. So, yeah, I think he could definitely play. When you look around the league and you look at the quarterback play, it's always baffling to me at some of the decisions that are made. So I think Jacoby Brissett can definitely find a place somewhere. But – some people might want to keep him as a backup because as, as of right now, you know, until he gets through that first contract, he's cheap. Fair enough, but I believe Jacoby Brissett is making himself money with every quarter that he plays where he looks a little bit better than Scott Tolzien. I got to tell you that, Tony. Remember, oh, yeah. Matt Absolutely. Flynn, Matt Castle, there are guys who played for shorter periods of time, were more supernovas in the night, and cashed in. I think Jacoby Brissett can do the same. Hey, Tony, let's look at some of these quarterbacks for week four. And you made a great point to me, you know, because I was starting to build my lineup. I do my prep for the following week on on Tuesday, so I was really digging into this, and I was looking, a lot of the quarterbacks that I love, whether it be their skill or their matchup, happen to be playing on Sunday night football or Monday night football. I'm talking about this matchup of Falcons and Patriots, and then when I see that the Washington football team throws, 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 and they get the Philadelphia Eagles secondary, boy do I like Kirk Cousins as well. But you made an interesting point. There are a lot of tournaments right now that you actually can't get those quarterbacks so here's what you got to do if you want to have the whole field 
if you play on DraftKings and FanDuel, both these, they start on Thursday nights and they have the whole field. So what I'm going to do this time is play more tournaments on Thursday night. It's not indicative that I want anyone on Thursday night, but I want the guys on Monday night. I want the guys on Sunday night. And I got to tell you, for the first time ever, I am uh, dumbfounded. I don't know the intelligence level of our Twitter community, uh -oh. or I don't know if they're telling the truth. Or I don't know if they're telling the truth. Why there do you say that? There might be some deception out there. Well, we're going to get to some poll numbers I find interesting because I, I'll just put it out there. The first poll I put out there this morning was said, in Daily Fantasy, are you going to use Matt right. Ryan or anybody else? Mm -hmm. Right? And 74% said they were going to go anybody else. Okay. I don't know what the hell they're thinking about. Oh, yeah, I'm the on Matt Ryan. Patriot. I made my lineup. Right. I'm no, stacking right. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. They're talking about how Julio Jones needs more opportunity. We're seeing that pass defense. And you know the Falcons are going to try, even in the fourth quarter, if they are up, they're going to keep putting their foot on the gas pedal. I love Matt Ryan this week. How many examples do you need to see of the New England Patriots allowing points to quarterbacks? Josh quarterback, McCown threw for 300 yards. Six consecutive games. Six consecutive games. You know, I think this is what it tells me, and this is where I'm where I I think that the Twitter community gets lost, maybe. Okay. Is we talk about contrarian situations a lot when we speak in DFS. And in this case, if people aren't lying, they're taking it way too far. Like if you got a gift horse, you take it, you embrace it. And then you beat everybody else with the other positions. Mm -hmm. You can't let Matt Ryan go hey, because you want to be contrarian and have him put up 40 fantasy points in your face. No, I completely agree with you, Tony. I have Matt Ryan in my lineups as well. The idea of, uh, you know, them wanting to go back and, you know, stick it to New England. I know it's a regular season game, but at the same time, this New England pass defense has been atrocious. As you said, everybody, whether it's Josh McCown, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson, they are all getting 300 yards against this defense. It was this defense that made Cam Newton, who everybody was questioning, look like an all pro again, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love that matchup. The only other, if I could have everybody, Tom, the only other person that I would consider would be Kirk Cousins on Monday night um, against that Philadelphia defense. I think that is another legitimate place to go, and I would save some money by doing so. Four of my top six quarterbacks are ineligible on the Sunday slate. Four of my top six quarterbacks. So I have I have Matt Ryan, number one, and I think he's way number one by a, mm -hmm. a wide stretch of the imagination. I have Kirk Cousins, two, Carson Wentz, number three, right. Marcus Mariota or Dak Prescott, four and five. Those guys you can switch. Those guys are on the Sunday slate. And Alex Smith, number six, against the Raiders secondary, which is terrible. So four out of the top six are gone. Yeah, I was actually going to mention Alex Smith as well because these Oakland Raiders are another pass defense that I want to try to scheme against. But Alex Smith also going on Thursday night football, um, you know, as we kick that one off. So we could have got Alex Smith in our uh, two-game slate before. But as you mentioned, 
you know, if all things were equal and you had opportunity for anybody right now, Tony, Carson Wentz is leading the poll, as you mentioned. Carson Wentz at 6,700. Don't get me wrong. I really like what the second-year quarterback is yeah. doing. And to be quite honest, Tony, I actually think that the return of Wendell Smallwood in that kind of Darren Sproles role, I think, helps him. I think they were riding LeGarrette Blunt and the run game in his absence over the last couple of weeks. But I, I completely agree with you. I am with the 22% of people that have Matt Ryan at 7,500. And I'll take that all day, and I'll take it twice on Sunday night after the sun comes down. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Yeah, I don't get it. So Carson Wentz, here's the thing. He, Washington Redskins are in the middle of the pack. Carson Wentz, though, I think he's given the right in the way he's played in the short career to be matchup proof. He's averaging 22 fantasy points per game. There's nothing wrong with this selection. The only thing I would say is Carson Wentz is that he has had two games in the 15 uh, percentage points, 15 and 13 fantasy points uh, there. So he did have a high game against Arizona, 31 fantasy points, where they put up a beat down, 34 to 7, 22. But, I mean, you try to pick straws. The guy's good. Uh, I, there's no problems with it. I just look at one matchup as being far superior uh, with the New England Patriots. You spend a little more money on Matt Ryan, not a significant amount. So I don't get it. I really don't. I think Carson Wentz is a good play. I think go with Contrarian. Maybe that's where people fair are. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, Tony, also another interesting tidbit for Week 7. We got two of our, my favorite quarterbacks in DFS on buys this week. The Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans. You know how much I buy into Jim Bob Cooter and Matty Stafford because of the surprise running he helps you. And also, what will the people do this week if Deshaun Watson is not an option uh, for them? You know how much they love him, but the Houston Texans are on buy. Hey, Tony, real quick, you know, Marcus Mariota getting some support in this poll as well at 6,900. I got to tell you something. He really impressed me because he was able to stand and deliver from the pocket last night. But I got to figure that their opponents next week, now that you know Mariota is not going to have as many of those bootlegs and some of the running potential, doesn't he become a little bit easier to defend in that exotic smash mouth? Cleveland uh, hasn't stopped anybody in 20 years. I guess. I don't know. I guess. I guess since <laughs> since Clay Matthews Sr. was patrolling out there, right? But, I mean, come on. If you know that he can't, you know, do what he needs to do, what he is useful for, like he's he's yeah. playing out there like a one-armed guy. I mean, that's still better than Matt Castle, but you got to figure now that he's been a little bit exposed that even Cleveland can figure something out. Miles Garrett might have a field day, the young rookie. You're going to lose some rushing yards. But if they don't get to the quarterback, what I loved is they all of a sudden he got a new weapon. Eric Decker's healthy again. Did you see Eric Decker last night? Eric he Decker. looked good. I For guess he that. did. Yeah, but he aren't they really expecting good. Corey Davis back in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it's they're going to have all sorts of weapons. I think he's going to be back for that game. They're going to have Corey Davis. They're going to have Eric Decker. Rashad Matthews will look good. Yep. There's going to be a guy. That's fun. It was funny, this play I've ever seen is a tight end. When they come in and they do that little shuttle pass. The behind jet sweep. The I've oh. never seen it. Yeah, listen I'm like, to the tight end, really. Listen, really Tone, going? I was playing against Delaney Walker in my season long, and when there was also like a batted ball that wound up in the arms of Delaney Walker, they tried to jet sweep at the five yard line. I, 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 I got through with a W, but trust me, I was very upset about that. But Tony, when we come back, there are quarterbacks on the slate that we need to talk about, and some pretty good ones at that. So we'll talk about some other high priced options when we come back. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata lineup lock. Live. 
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to Line Up Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for week seven. We're talking about quarterbacks today. An interesting note from Tony is that you need to watch the uh, tournaments that you're in, what games are available, because our best quarterback options, we believe, are in the Sunday night and in the Monday night game. But there are some options on the regular Sunday slate. And we got a poll question up right now at the Tony Sincata if you want to vote along and make your voice heard. Our options that we're talking here, and these are DraftKings prices, are Drew Brees at 7,600, Dak Prescott at 73, Marcus Mariota at 6,900, and Tom Brady, TB12, at 8,000. Tony, we talked a little bit about Marcus Mariota. I'm a little bit concerned about his mobility, him being a statue out there, and the other team knowing about it. You think that Cleveland Browns defense can be had regardless. Let me ask you about Drew Brees. Drew Brees going into Lambeau. What do we expect this uh, Packers game to be with no Aaron Rodgers, what might that mean for game script? And then, you know, I always know that the Saints are a different team on grass, on the road, but the Saints are 2-1 and one on the road this year, so maybe I can ride with Drew Brees regardless. Yeah, I, I, one of those games was in the Dome. I, I don't know about, I don't know sure. about the others. Uh, here's the thing. I like Drew Brees decent enough in this one they're 19th at allowing points to quarterbacks he's 7600 bucks they haven't been big numbers for drew Brees this year but he has been consistent when you look from his games right last week against detroit they put up a big score early right and they had all those defensive touchdowns so he put the 13 fantasy points that's not drew Brees like miami 19 fantasy points that one was on the road in miami outside at Carolina, outside, on the road, put up 20 fantasy points. Against New England, at home, 25. And against Minnesota, on the road, outside, 15 fantasy points. So in those games, he still is less than 20 fantasy points. And he's had four out of six games less than fantasy points. But they're winning. So I I don't think it's the same offense as we've seen in the past from the Saints. Fair enough. You know, Tony, one of the things I like to do here on Lineup Lock Live is test the narrative against you because I know how big of a fan you are of all the narratives. Try this one on <laughs> Try this one on for size. Remember with Aaron Rodgers, how the Packers throw, 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 even with Ty Montgomery in the backfield? Might under yeah. Brett Hundley, might they try to run the ball a little bit more or at least have be conservative, more time of possession kind of game, thus limiting Drew Brees' opportunities? How do you buy that narrative? I, I, here's the thing. I think that I saw your face. It wasn't a horrible one. You're, you're biting a little bit on it, Tony. Come on. Yeah. So what, what's what's going to happen here is they're never going to throw the ball as much as Aaron Rodgers. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I, usually I call a person out, but I'm not going to call a person out. I, I actually heard a guy today say, "Oh, 
Brett, uh, Brett Holly will fill right in for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, calm Are you down. kidding me? Right? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calm down. I mean, I think he could be okay. I mean, he knows the system. We shall see. But, yeah. I mean, let's, so, let's not go crazy. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. They're going to try to run the ball. But this team hasn't been successful running the ball in a long this is true. time. I mean, they had one good game against the Vikings, and I'm sure they're going to try it again. And I think Mike McCarthy wants to get in a place where he's not dictated to run. So he's going to spread the field out. He's going to let the kid try to make a couple throws. He is certainly going to run the ball more. So I think that it's, I think it's a logical a reasoning there, but I just don't, they haven't been successful. Fair enough, so at least hopefully you're not calling spitting speeds out like that other person who thinks that uh, Brett Hundley oh. will slide right back in. Maybe he thinks it's Brett Favre instead of Brett Hundley. Who knows? Also, <laughs> winning this poll right now is pretty interesting though, Tony, is Dak Prescott at 7,300. Our guy Sean McCormick is also very high on Dak Prescott. Here's another narrative for you that I was actually thinking myself. Listen, with this Zeke cloud hanging over the air, right? And we don't know when it will come. The one thing you can be sure about game plan wise is the passing game. I was going to bring this up later in the week when we talked about wide receivers as it related to Dez Bryant because I thought that they would at least try to scheme for Dez and as we know they're playing San Francisco, not an elite cornerback so I think Dez can actually do some things at least earlier in the week when they're installing stuff. You gotta think they're focusing on the passing game that's kind of what Sean is saying as well, he's part of the 37% that think Dak Prescott could be of value at 7,300, Tone. What do you think? I'm part of the 37%, too. Okay. And if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play, I'm 100% right. in on this one. And I'll tell you right now, here's the comparison. Let's just take it for what it is. People look at the Dallas Cowboys as a running team, and people look at Dak Prescott as a good quarterback, mm -hmm. not an elite quarterback. People look at Drew Brees as an elite quarterback. I just gave you Drew Brees' numbers. Let's look at him and Dak head-to-head. -head. Hmm. I, I told you he only had two games over 20 points. Dak in his last three games, 30 fantasy points against wow. Green Bay, 23 against the Rams, 22 against Arizona, against a good Denver team. Did 18, he have rushing touchdowns 17. in any of those, though, Tony? Uh, only one, okay. uh, two games he had a rushing okay. touchdown. Two games he had a rushing touchdown. So – he is he is getting the job done, and he's getting it done without a 300-yard passing game, right? Mm -hmm. So Drew Brees got to go out there. Drew's got to throw for 300-plus yards. He's got to stay away from an interception, what's becoming a problem for Drew Brees over the last year and a half. And Dak Prescott can get it done without throwing 300 yards and get those fantasy points because he gets you 25, 30 yards. And God, if he gets in the end zone, you're talking about a 30-point game. And against the San Francisco defense, it's allowed 26 most points to quarterbacks. I think Dak Prescott's the play here. Fair enough. I can see that. I also definitely think his stock improves if we get word on a uh, you know on a Zeke Elliott kind of ruling. Hey, Tom, yeah. let me ask you about one quarterback that I actually thought. Um, would have been maybe in the poll or would have gotten some support. And I'm talking about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson coming yeah. off a bye. He's one of those teams. Listen, I've been talking trash about this Seattle offensive line. It sounds like, it, to me, it feels like for a year and a half or two years. But they usually have improved over time. And I think after going up against the bye, we know how the Giants secondary is not what we thought it was with DRC coming back from the suspension. Eli Apple. Even if they do get a pass rush, then I love 
Russell Wilson running the ball. I'm also expecting, Tony, the return of C.J. Procise into that mix as the pass-catching back. Tell me why Russell Wilson, especially if he gets some running yards, couldn't be a viable guy this week after the bye. All right, so there's a lot of quarterbacks out this week. So C.J. Uh, Russell Wilson ended up being close, but no, not in it. Russell Wilson is having a terrible year, and I don't know if it's all indicative on him or if it's a, it's indicative of the uh, offensive line. Of course, it's been a huge issue. He had a 29-fantasy point game and a 36-point fantasy game, which are huge numbers, against India, Tennessee. He beat up on teams he should have beat up on. The Rams, though, 12 fantasy points. San Francisco, 15 Green Bay 9. But this Giants defense, Tony, and, this Giants defense has not been what it was last year. It looked pretty good last Monday night. I guess that is true. That is true. But you got to figure Russell Wilson is better than a uh, quasi-injured Trevor Simeon, no? Right, but how many points? I mean, you look at the teams. He's put up 12, 15, and 9 points in three games this year out of five. Uh, how many points can you put him in for against a good Giants defense on the road? Coming across the country. Fair enough. Oh, now you're into my West Coast to East Coast travel narrative, huh? I don't See, know I'm if that's fine. I'm using your own words. I like that. I like that. My answer that. back to you. My answer back to you would be, oh, coming <laughs> off the bye. I don't know if that matters as much, but Did we shall see. Yeah, they might want to hang out here, catch a Yankee game or something like that. Who knows? No, they got time to travel. Rams. What's that? The Rams came in. The Rams last week came into Jacksonville on Tuesday which I thought was the weirdest thing because the game was at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could see it was a 1 o'clock game, but the Rams are spending money to try to win. I like that. Fair and enough. And they didn't fly back. They didn't fly back to L.A. They flew directly to London, and they're going to stay there the whole week. See, I was going to ask you about I was going to ask you about that game. I want to ask you about that game when we come back after the break, okay? But first off, let's recap this last poll with if you do not have the Sunday night game, do not have the Monday night game, do not have the Thursday night game available on your slate, and you're missing some of the big boys in that one, we got 37% of the people, including our guy Sean McCormick, going with Dak Prescott at 73 Marcus Mariota in second at 29% of the support. Then Tom Brady with a big-time price tag at 18%, followed by Drew Brees going up to Lambeau at 7,600. But, Tony, regardless of the quarterback that you put in, and I know the people can't put Deshaun Watson in this week for the only time of the season, regardless of who you like this week, go on over to DailyRoto.com or RotoExperts.com slash DKMS, okay? What we're doing in our partnership with DKMS this football season is we're establishing free-to-enter fantasy uh, DFS contest every week and if you win one of those you go into week 17 right and in week 17 all the winners compete if you win that you get tickets for two to Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota in early February but what's even better than that Tony is you go online you learn a little bit more about this disease and how you could really be a hero and potentially save a life and it's pretty easy you could register to be a blood donor a bone marrow donor all you got to do is swipe the inside of your mouth with a Q-tip. It's no problem. No needles. Nothing like that. And you could potentially save a life. This is a win-win. This is a win-win situation, Tony. Chris Bavona has even done it. 
Yeah, Chris Pavone is actually a guy, I think, that, uh, you know, let everybody know that he's done it twice, I think. I think he's got his family members out there. He's out recruiting people to make things happen and make sure uh, that we take care of people uh, that have given us a great opportunity to get a trip to the Super Bowl, and we get to help people out. Everybody wins here. So be like Chris Pavona. I'll not only do it to yourself, sign your whole family up. Absolutely. And on my Twitter feed, at Spittin' Speeds, one of the listeners sent me his picture. He finished in second place in the DKMS contest last week. Putting up 202 points. He finished in second place. Was so close. But, yo, the beauty of it is there's still another eight or nine weeks to go. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to make the case for some low-priced quarterbacks this week. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata coming right back. friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you lend us to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And Tony, Sonny Gray looks like he's proving his worth for the New York Yankees, holding the Astros scoreless through five. They traded for him for these six innings and then maybe six innings in a week and a half. That's really what it comes down to. So far, he's proven his worth. Well, he had 12 days rest, and he's done well on the 12 days rest, so he's absolutely going to done because he didn't pitch that well in September. I figured something out during the commercial break. Lay it on me. Is this is this going to be about sleeping like a baby? No, this is going to be about – I was wondering why we have to plead and we have to beg people all the time to go to DailyRoto slash DKMS and do the right thing, sign up, and make sure we help people out and get a chance to win tickets to the Super Bowl. Like, this is so easy. Why do we have to keep telling people? Now I know why. It's true. It's when true. We say, when we say we're going to swab your cheeks – we're talking about on your face, people, on your face. So it doesn't hurt. It is okay. I just want to clarify there. You think that's why Chris Bavona did it twice? <laughs> that's, that led me down there, actually. Uh-huh. I see what inspired your thinking. I see that's what inspired your thinking right now. I'm hearing, though, from Chris. He says it's taking a little bit of – it takes a little while because then the swab's got to dry and all this. It's a process, I'm hearing. Right? But go on over to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS, and you can seriously learn a little bit more about how you could save a life with doing that all-season Fantasy Sports Network and DKMS. All right, Tony. Listen, we've been talking about the uh, quarterbacks that you need here for week seven. We got some cheap options as well. There's another poll question up right now at Spit and Speeds at, at the Tony Sincata. Here are our cheap options for week seven. We got Brett Hundley taking over for Aaron Rodgers at 5,100. Tyrod Taylor, T-Mobile, and the Bills off a bye at 51. C.J. Beathard for San Francisco, the new starter there, and Blake Bortles service at 4,700. Right now, Tyrod Taylor is uh, pulling away with this one, Tony, at 44 percent of the vote but I gotta tell you something I 
I have no belief in this Buffalo Bills offense. Jordan Matthews still not catching passes. Charles Clay still out with that knee injury. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I am putting all 53 men in the box against Shady McCoy, trying to spy Tyrod Taylor and make him prove that he could do what I saw Marcus Mariota do last night. All right, so this is the craziest thing. Tyrod Taylor for the last two seasons has been a top seven quarterback. But he has nothing left there, right? Nothing saying. to throw the ball to. He's got nine fantasy points, 12, 17, 10, and 19. So you see his numbers are downhill. But what people are looking at is Tampa is allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So there's the second worst league. So people are looking at the matchup there. And I agree with you. I think it's a lot to expect out of Tyrod Taylor. Now, you look at Brett Hundley, New Orleans Saints, their defense, everybody thought was terrible the first two weeks. They've been great since. They had three uh, pickoffs in the last game. They had a shutout the game before that. So it's not a great matchup for Hundley. He is at home in that one. I wouldn't play any of these quarterbacks, but if I did, it'd be Blake Bortles. Really? I look at this game. Yeah, against Indianapolis. I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to play in this game. Okay. Leonard Fournette is talking like he's going to play. Jacksonville's talking like he's going to play. They have a bye week the week after. Mm -hmm. Chris Ivory has played good football all season long. If he is banged up at all, the way this guy runs, the way he has been uh, everything to this team, you got to try to win one on the road with Chris Ivory and let Blake Bortles and Chris Ivory go at it. You look at the game last week, Bortles didn't play bad, he didn't play good. It was just one of those things that they they had a kickoff return and a blocked punt for a touchdown. Who blocks punts in the NFL? Like, it's so insane what happened there. I'm looking at this game, Blake Bortles has done it in the past, he does it when you don't expect it. I wouldn't go with Blake Bortles, but I like I said, I wouldn't use any of the cheaper quarterbacks. I would pay up for a quarterback. But if you're one of those guys that like to do, uh, like, 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 what is it? You go Contrarian. You like to zig when they sag. Zig when they we zag. Zig when they sag. See, I'm getting all my speeds terminology. I like now. it. I like it, Tone. And I'd go Blake Bortles. All right, fair enough. But I got to push back on this, Tone, because you're talking about the Leonard Fournette. They got to buy next week. They got to try and win one. I said the same exact thing in the same exact spot as it related to Matty Stafford last week, that they had the buy following that, that they were on the road. And I was like, hey, they got to try and get a win and then fully rest up Matthew Stafford. Now you're – see, come on now, Tony. Now you're giving me the same logic for Leonard Fournette this week. I understand. Oh, that they are chewing totally them up and spitting them out, but though. come on, no, it's different. Yeah, I think it's totally different. How so? With a quarterback and a running back, and a quarterback and a running back, like I bet you don't even know who Matt Stafford's backup is. Is it still Dan Orlovsky? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Dan, you know what's funny about that? The funniest thing about Dan Orlovsky is that he actually announced his retirement, and uh, I'm like, did he really have to go and announce his retirement? Yeah, no. he's most famous. We're stepping out of the back of the end zone. On a safety. I remember just rolling out. Rolling out, right, completely forgetting. You're absolutely right. So I look at it like that. When you look at Matt Stafford, you look at the quarterback position in the NFL, I think you look at it and, like, there's no way if Matt Stafford doesn't play, they're going to win. But if you look at it with Chris Ivory and uh, Leonard Fournette, I think he could sneak one out against an Indianapolis defense that's not good. So I think the Jaguars want him to play, but when it comes down to it, I heard Dr. A say, hey, 
It's a three-week injury. Mm-hmm. I think that they got They can't throw him out there. He's had the injuries with a foot in yeah. college. He's had the injuries uh, early in preseason. I don't know if they go ahead and throw him out there. And uh, that's why I like uh, Chris Ivory instead of Jake Ruddick. Fair enough. Yeah, and I was just going to say, Jake Ruddick is the answer to your question, Tony. I had to look it up. I must admit, the Google machine helped me, but it is, in fact, Jake Ruddick. So you know what, Tone? I completely retract my argument because now that I know that it's Jake (laughs) Ruddick out there. Let me ask you this, Tony, because we were talking about Brett Hundley and this idea. I mean, listen, I'm not expecting him to be Aaron Rodgers, okay? But... I wouldn't be surprised, mostly because of the quality of the weapons that he has. And Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. I wouldn't be surprised. And and to be quite honest, quarterback play around the league and offense around the league is bad, right? I wouldn't be surprised if the Green Bay Packers could still be an average 2017 offense, mostly on the strength of them getting the ball out to their playmakers quick and having them do something. I still think he could be serviceable and also if I was ever going to play Brett Huntley this would be the week the first time before teams can get tape on him before teams can understand how they may be trying to adjust I think it makes a perfect sense if you look at the guy with all the weapons and him going out there and just hitting the guys that are open because they break coverage they they have a great offensive scheme they have a coach that's been there for 11 years and the thing the advantage Holly's got is as opposed to a guy that's just coming to backup he's been there for three he's been there a couple seasons right and yep. he's been the backup so yep. he knows the plays he knows the system you know he doesn't get a lot of work in practice but he'll get the work all week long yep. so yeah is it possible that Hundley could have three touchdown passes Throw for 250 yards. Yeah, it definitely is. Plus, he actually runs. He actually is a running quarterback as well. Fair enough. Hey, Tony, we touched on it very briefly. I wanted to ask because a lot of people may not realize that the NFL is going back to London this week because it's not even like a 9 a.m. start. It's like Sunday night football out there in London, okay? It's a 1 o'clock Eastern time start, and it's the Cardinals and the Rams, two quarterbacks who we've discussed here on this show before, Carson Pond. What I want to know about uh, Carson Palmer is, is he now no longer a 50-attempt guy with Adrian Peterson there? And then what about Jared Goff? You know, um, Patrick Peterson has limited the number one, so if he's on Sammy Watkins, I don't care because Jared Goff has been going to Robert Woods, going to Cooper Cup, going to Gurley. What do you think about the prospects of these two quarterbacks that have to travel a long way or get there early? What do you think in this matchup, Tone? I think we could see some weird things. Yeah, well, we already saw a weird thing with Carson Palmer last week. With Adrian Peterson getting on the ball that many times and running, Carson Palmer put up 21 fantasy points because he was able to. He only threw the ball 22 right. times. The week before, he threw 44 times, right? He got 15 fantasy points. He was 81% completion percentage because they had to respect the pass. That so could be the impact of Adrian help. Peterson. Yeah. It, it, yeah, absolutely. So it could get there. Now, Jared Goff, is. I'm, I think he's in a situation where – He's going to be a better quarterback than he is a fantasy quarterback because right. they don't let they don't unleash him. Like we're all impressed about how well he's played and he has played well. There's no doubt about it. Against Jacksonville, he was 11 for 21. He got nine fantasy points. Against Seattle, he threw 47 times. He didn't play well. They are good defense, whatever, right? But Dallas, 36 passing points. He only put up 18 fantasy points, uh, but we'll take the 36 passes. 
Prior to that, 28, 24, and 29. He's not getting the 30 consistently to be a top-notch fantasy quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback, though. Fair enough, fair enough. And, Tony, as you know, we tip off in the NBA tonight. And so here on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to start talking basketball and football, giving everybody what they need. And, Tony, I got to study up on all this so I can, you know, give you, you know, set them up so you can knock them down. So I've been setting different alerts on my phone and stuff. And we have breaking news, Tony. I don't know if you've seen this. It is not the Zeke Elliott news, but it does relate to uh, Bulls forward Nikola Miritich hospitalized today after a practice altercation with his teammate Bobby Portis. Now Miritich is out indefinitely. Oh. What does that mean for the already tanking Bulls? Does that mean now instead of 21 games, they might only win 15? That's the craziest thing ever. I actually own Miritich in a season long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it was my last. He was my last pick, though, and I was thinking of hitting him or Bobby Portis. Now I got to go get Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis actually cleared playing time for him. Meritage was going to start uh-huh. over him. Now Bobby Portis is going to be the starter based on a fight. I want to see video. I want to see video of that practice altercation. Tony's going to give you an NBA lineup for opening night of the NBA season when we come back. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on Lineup Lock Live. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Marcus Mariota getting some support. He really impressed me because he was able to stand and deliver from the pocket. But I got to figure that now that you know Mariota is not going to have as many of those bootlegs and some of the running potential, doesn't he become a little bit easier to defend in that exotic smash mouth? Cleveland uh, hasn't stopped anybody in 20 years. I guess. I don't know. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And Tony, the NBA regular season kicks off with two big games. So that means there's a DF slate, DFS slate, and that means that there's a lineup from the Tony Sincata. I mean, very interesting games. We've got the Warriors. we got the Cavs in town on this slate. So uh, make the people some money, Tony. Yeah, we got Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers starting things off with a 2-12 total in that game. In the other game, the night game, uh, you have the Rockets and the Warriors with a higher total in that one, 231. So that's a big difference, Dane. So uh, we, okay. we're trying to get as many guys in this uh, Golden State the Western uh, Conference Houston game. game as yeah, as possible. The one guy I wanted, though, in that Boston game is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, the one difference that he I've seen in the preseason as opposed to the regular season last year, he actually passes the ball with the Boston Celtics. He was actually racking up assists, uh, which he never had, which also limited his uh, availability there because LeBron touched the ball so much. I think that happened in Cleveland. Now with his team in Boston, I look at Kyrie Irving to be a guy that's going to be a superstar this year, even better than he was before. So Kyrie Irving was the one guy because his price is about $2,000 lower than the LeBrons, the Kevin Durant's and the Stephen Curry's. So he's in my, my lineup tonight. So Kevin, Kyrie Irvin, 8300 Then Jalen Brown's going to start for the Celtics. He only has a $3,700 salary, so he gets in there. The guy that I got in my small forward at $4,500 is Feast or Famine. It's Trevor Ariza. It's a game where it's going to be up and down the court. He's going to be chucking some three-pointers there. 
I don't know if we have revenge games in basketball. <laughs> and we got Kyrie Irving in a revenge game. But right. we got Jay Crowder, who's going to start for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. He's only 4,300. He did not like being traded from Boston to Cleveland. Hopefully they give him an opportunity. $5,600 center Clint Capella, the one place you can – absolutely take on the Golden State Warriors at the center position with Zaza Pachulia. Right. Then I have Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant in 8,800 and 8,600. And then $5,000 for Derrick Rose, who will be the starting point guard. For people out there that are not paying attention, Isaiah Thomas, he was traded, but Until he's like not January, ready to right? play. Won't be ready until January, right? And Derrick Rose, what, they, what they're doing in preseason is he goes into the game as a starter, but he comes out the first guy they substitute because he plays with the second team as well, and they want him to get used to playing with the second team and leading that second team. So he, I think he takes advantage of the Boston second team and gets minutes uh, with the first team in this contest. Fair enough. Hey, Tony, that's the lineup that's going to win a little bit of cash tonight. You mentioned Jalen Brown as a cheap option on Boston. I really wanted to get your thoughts about someone else at that price level for the Seas, and that is the rookie, Jason Tatum. I think this kid, I mean, I saw him in college. I think this kid is primed to come yeah. in and, you you know, I could see him scoring 18 a game right away for this team. This is a kid that can definitely score. His game is that mature. Like, you know, there's going to be some meshing going on. Obviously, Kyrie is going to score. Hayward's going to score for this team. But give me a little thumbnail on the outlook for Jason Tatum. Yeah, this kid's going to be a superstar. And this is why the Boston Celtics, uh, they drafted this kid when a lot of people were like, eh, why are they trading down? They had the first pick in the draft. Right. They wanted this kid there. And they were able to get uh, – here's the one problem with him. He is actually going to be a better daily fantasy player than he is if you guys play in season-long fantasy basketball because he just shoots and he shoots and he shoots. He only shot 36% during the preseason. Uh, that concerns me from a player. But he gets five assists. He gets ten points. He gets two blocks, mm -hmm. two steals. I don't know how much playing time in the first game they're going to unleash him. That's one of my wait, one wait and see. He's 3900 tonight. He certainly has big upside. Absolutely. This could be a guy whose price climbs as the season goes on. And as the season goes along, Damian Martinez and Tony Sincata will be giving you DFS basketball lineups. And we won't forget about football either. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the running backs for Week 7. We're going to also talk about, you know, if Kyrie got booed or if everybody was holding, you know, I would I would hold inflatable globes out there in Cleveland tonight to prove that, you know, the earth is not, in fact, flat for Kyrie. But it'll be Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata talking to you tomorrow about running backs. It's Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See y'all tomorrow.